Welcome to the Victorious Life Broadcast. My name is Lisa Boldo, and I just want to thank you for spending the next 30 minutes or so with me here tonight. I believe that tonight's broadcast is going to be a tremendous blessing for you tonight. And I invite you to share the, the, the video, like the page. Um, you can turn on uh, or hit the follow button. You can get notifications You know when I go live if you, if you love the show and it's been a blessing to you. But tonight's broadcast, it's something that um, the Lord put on my heart, and it's about being an overcomer. What does it even mean to be an overcomer? Well, you know, the mandate that the Lord has given me is living uh, to help the multitudes to live in victory, right? To spread the good news, be a light in the dark places, and help the multitudes to live in victory. Well, in order to live in victory, you've got to be an overcomer. So, and I wanted to say hello to those of you who are jumping on right now. I do see you coming on. I just, and I'd love to take the time to say hello to each of you individually, but you know, there's a lot to get through and I want to be respectful of time always. And you know, before I actually dive in, I want to just say a quick prayer. Um, you know, Heavenly Father, thank you so much, Lord, for this time with the viewer, Lord, and for those who will watch the replay. Father, I pray that even as I open my mouth tonight, Lord, that I would just be your vessel of honor, your mouthpiece, Lord, that that as I speak, Lord, that you would just fill me to overflowing with, with your words and your message, Lord, to go out to the multitudes. And Father, we give you all the praise and honor and glory in the mighty name of, uh, name of your precious son Jesus and by your Holy Spirit in Jesus name amen so again welcome 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 to the broadcast so tonight's message you know about being an overcomer so many of you are struggling in your emotions you know and this is something that my gosh not just um, you know there's a lot of people struggling with physical health but physical health and emotional health go hand in hand. You can't be truly physically healthy if you're not emotionally healthy. And here's the deal. You can't truly be emotional healthy, emotionally healthy if you're not spiritually healthy. So, that's the thing, you know. You know, having been a health coach for my gosh, the last 12 years or so, I know that I know that I know that nutrition and medication can only go so far, right? But you need the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, to give you direction and wisdom for your life. Otherwise, you're going to be tossed around, you know, by the things that you hear and the things that you believe. And it's very easy for the enemy to deceive you. If you don't know the Word of God, it's easy for, and, and not that they mean to, but for the doctor to pronounce a death sentence to you and you don't think there's anything you can do about it. Oh, yes, you can. And those of you who've been watching my videos for a while, you know how passionate I am about this. Why? Because I know it's the truth because I've seen too much. I just had a phone conversation with a friend of mine um, two nights ago, another praise report. She was healed of cancer. She was diagnosed with cancer a few months ago and she went on vacation and she and I had a breakthrough session, you know, and, and I told her exactly, you know, and she prayed with me. Now she's a believer. She's a strong believer. But, but when you get that sentence, that, 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 that thing pronounced over you, that cancer, you, that's like, like surreal. And, and I saw the fear, 
you know, and I, and I, I could see it, you know, and even though she believed and people believe when you get that pronounced over you, you know, and listen, I get it, you know, the fear kicks in, but after, you know, you've processed it a little bit, you need to get right on the word of God and take authority over that because Jesus didn't lie to us. He paid the price so that we could be healed. Now, I know that many of you are saying, yeah, but I know so-and-so who believed and they still died. Listen, you know what? First of all, I want to give you good news on that because if they believed, they're definitely with the Lord. I mean, that's there's just no doubt about it. And I want to read a scripture that I came across um, today that I just am, I mean, it just, I'm in love with it. You know, and it comes out of 1 John 5 and it's verse uh, 18. And it says, we know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning for God's son holds them securely. Wow. So, and it, and it says, oh my gosh, I love it. We know that we are children of God and the world around us is under the control of the evil one. But here's the deal. God holds you securely. God's son, Jesus holds you securely. And what did he say? No one can snatch them out of my hand. So even, you know, even when you leave this world, you're a believer in Jesus Christ. You pass right from death to life. Okay? The word of God is truth. However, many, they don't understand their identity in Christ and they don't realize how to use the authority that Jesus has given them. And that's, honestly, that's one of my um, mandates, if you will. That's, I'm here, you know, to teach on that. And I've already done many videos about that, you know, and how to um, receive healing. And so tonight, though, I'm talking about being an overcomer. And the Lord showed me that there are four things that you really need to know, you know, in order to be an overcomer. And the first one is authority. You've got to know who your authority, but even before that, this is, you know, assuming that you are a born again believer in Jesus Christ. And if you're not, I'll help you with that later because you want to be, you want to be, you've got to have your, you know, not just your eternal security. Yes, of course, but you also want to, um, Find out who you are in Christ. You are a child of the Most High God. You are a co-heir, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So everything that belonged to Jesus belongs to you once, because God is our Father, once you are uh, born again, meaning you've asked Jesus to come into your heart and be your Lord and Savior. It's not just enough to believe in Jesus, because even the demons believe in Jesus, right? The devil believes in Jesus, right? Jesus overcame him. But you got to, it's more than that. You've got to know your identity as a child of God the Father and a co-heir with, you know, Jesus Christ, your big brother who died to give you everything. But remember, he's not dead. He is alive and well, sitting at the right hand of God, you know, empowering you all the time through the Holy Spirit, who once you ask Jesus to come in and be your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit which Galatians 4, 6 says, is the spirit of Jesus Christ, that Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit, precious Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you and, you know, give you wisdom and direct your life. And, but then again, you have a conscious choice. You've got to acknowledge. Okay. So the four things that God showed me are necessary are authority. You've got to know your authority 
in Christ. So in other words, when you got born again in the Holy Spirit, you know, picture Jesus standing in front of you and you literally just stepped into him. You stepped into him. Who you are in Christ. You stepped into him, right? And now the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus, Jesus can live through you. Boom! Crushing the enemy. You've got to know your authority, okay? And so let me just break it down real quick. What does authority even mean? What does it mean? There are many definitions, and you know, I always have my little notes to keep me on track here. But authority is a power or right, usually because of rank or office, right? To issue commands and to punish for violations. It's authority. A policeman has authority to stop traffic, to direct traffic, right? They were given that authority by the state. Well, you've been given authority by the Lord himself over all the power of the enemy, okay? We really, we, as children of God, we really, really got to understand this so that we can, you know, lift people up and be there when someone needs our help. Oh, so I'm going to give you some scriptures now because I've got to, I got to bring you the truth from the word of God. Is that okay? So Matthew 7, 29, it's, they, because he taught as one who had authority, right? And not as their teachers of the law. They were bewildered by Jesus. They looked at him like, what? Who is this man who teaches with such authority? Listen, if you're, if you are passionate and you believe what you're saying, let me tell you something. It's going to be hard for someone not to believe you when you've got such conviction and you can back it up. You know, and it's not enough. We know in the body of Christ, it's not enough to just come with preaching and, you know, words and all this stuff and no power. Those days are gone, right? If, especially in this younger generation, uh, they know they can smell fake miles away. You, we got to be real. We got to be real and bring the truth and not just with words, but, oh, here's another thing that the Lord just put on my heart. Wow. Holy Spirit. Thank you. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Speaking about this younger generation, people of God, body of Christ, I'm speaking, you know, to all of us. We've got to stop judging them. Some of the nicest people you will ever meet drink beer and have tattoos. Got to stop judging them. We're to be lights in a dark world. Well, you know what? How are we going to be lights in a dark world if we're just, you know, we just stick to our Christian friends and we don't even want to be bothered with anybody. Listen, the word of God says that it's the goodness of God that leads people to repentance right? So if you, and, and Jesus said, it's, it's, it's the sick people who need a doctor, right? Not the healthy people. It's meaning the people that are in darkness, right? I'm not talking about ones who just, they just, they just thrive on doing wickedness. There's just a lot of people out there that, you know, you know, they try to be good people, but they have no clue about the Lord Jesus. They're just, and so they're tossed and they've got all kinds of issues and problems and relationship problems and they don't know what to do and they're crying all the time. Listen, you can be a light. And even if you go into a place where people are drinking beer and have tattoos, guess what? What did Paul say? Listen, you're not going there with an intention, you know, to, to be reveling in sin and getting drunk and all that stuff. You're going there to be a light. 
you have no idea how many times I have been out. Oh my gosh, I was out last weekend at someone's reunion, you know, a friend's reunion, and this young man came up, and I could, I just discerned, I recognized darkness all over this young man, and I said to him, I just, right in his face, I said, you know, he came up, and it was like, oh, hello, hello, how you doing? And I said, and I just, I don't know, the Lord just put it on my heart, and I said, you got a praying mama, and he goes, yeah, I do. And I said, and you see things. I said, you're a seer. I know I freaked him out a little bit because he said, he goes, yeah, my mom is a pastor. He goes, are you a pastor? And it was funny. I said, I'm not a pastor, but I'm an ambassador of Christ. And I said to him, you know, I said, I said, God's dealing with you. And I, but I said it in a loving way. And, you know, and he just kind of like, mm -hmm, like, you know, like, yeah, he goes, but I'm gonna get it together. I'm gonna get it together. And I said, you need to get it together. I said, because God has big plans for you. You see how you can take a truth from the word of God. And, and I'll tell you, the rest of the night, he was kind of glancing in my direction. And I'm like, and I don't think it was because he thinks I'm pretty. I think it's because he was, you know, God was stirring him up. Glory to God. So all I'm saying is you can speak truth into a person's life by giving them um, comfort, you know, and, and, and you can even ask the Lord for a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, you know, and, and God will give it to you. And you just speak something encouraging and edifying to them. And it can, one word from God can change a person's whole life. So that, that man's probably still thinking about it. I know he was a young man. I, I would guess he was probably around maybe 35. I'm saying young man, but you know, he's, but he said, I'm gonna get it together. And I believe he is. He just, and he knows he needs to hurry up. So in any event, I just don't think he was hanging out with, you know, really um, good company. I'll just leave it at that. So um, Luke ten nineteen, right? Jesus said, I have given you authority to trample, right, over snakes and scorpions and to overcome. There's that word. All the power of the enemy and nothing will harm you. Oh, okay, Matthew 10, 1, Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every sickness and disease. Wow, wow. But remember, after Jesus was raised from the dead, he himself never did another miracle or healing. His power did it through the disciples, through the apostles, through the people that would believe in him. That is you and me today. That's you and me today. This is really, really important that we understand this, okay? Mark 127, the people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching and with authority. He even gives orders to impure spirits and they obey him. Evil spirits are impure spirits, okay? Matthew 10, 8, Jesus gave us his authority, right? And he said, heal the sick. Raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, and drive out demons, right? Or cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. But you know something? This is something that we really need to um, get in the Word of God. We need to get with the Lord Jesus and ask the Holy Spirit to show us, to show us, and then step out in faith. Because maybe you don't have faith, you know, to heal the sick yet. But guess what? You step out in faith. You get strong in the word and you will, you will see the sick healed. I'm telling you right now. And, and the thing is, is when you step out in faith, you'll have all of heaven backing you. You know, the, the Lord, God, the father looking down saying, mm, 
Yeah, go. Holy Spirit's like, yeah, come on, let's do this. Do you know that your spirit and the Holy Spirit are one? The word of God says that he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. That means that you've got the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost all intertwined in you. In you. Oh my gosh. The very power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. In you. In you. Okay. So how do you exercise that authority, right? How do you use that authority? Your words and your actions. Your words and your actions. You got to step out in faith and you got to release it. Boom. That's how you do it. Your words and your actions. And again, Galatians 4, 6 says, because your sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, into my heart, into our hearts. And that spirit cries, Abba, Father, right? It's the spirit of Jesus living in you. How many times, you know, somebody's in the hospital, for example, and you know, or, or you've ever been in the hospital and you think, you know, I know if Jesus was here in the flesh, he could just touch me and I would be healed. But guess what? This is where we got to know the word of God. Anybody who comes into that hospital room that is a strong believer, if you're a believer, that very spirit is living in you. But you know what? It's okay. We can, we can lay hands on each other. We should, you know, and, and help each other in the body of Christ. If, if, if a brother or sister is, is feeling weak, we need to be there to lift them up and remind them of who they are, right? I'm here to remind you every week of who you are. My gosh, God has given you a sphere of influence. He has, and he wants you to step out knowing that the Holy Spirit is going to work through you, okay? So the second thing, the first was authority, right? The second thing is boldness. Boldness, what does it mean, right? There's many definitions, but I like this one. Going forward to meet danger. Think about David and Goliath, right? Think about David, what did he do? He ran towards that giant, right? Okay, it says, going forward to meet danger, venturesome, daring, not timid or shrinking from risk, brave, courageous, like, mm. Okay, Joshua 1, 7 and 9, again, gotta give you the word here. The Lord said, be strong and very courageous, or be strong and very bold. Courageous and bold, same thing, okay? Be careful to obey all the law of my servant Moses gave you. But remember, today we have the law of the Spirit of God written on our, on, in our hearts, right? Okay, and then by we renew our minds with the word so that law of the Spirit isn't just in our spirit, but it's also in our minds and in our hearts. And boom, we can mm, use that authority and see the glory of God manifesting through us, right? Happening through us. Okay. And then it says, um, okay, boldness. The veil was torn from top to bottom when Jesus took his last breath on the cross. We know that, right? So if children of God, you and I are children of God. And because we are, because that, you know, when Jesus was crucified, that veil was torn, right? He restored us back to the Father. Now we can come boldly, boldly to the throne of grace and ask for help in a time of need, right? So as children of God, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. And when you step out in boldness, I've said this before, you're going to have all of heaven backing you. You know, I remember sometimes people say to me, Lisa, you're so bold. And I'm like, mm, I feel like I am now. And sometimes I feel like 
I want to be more. I do. I really do. But I remember um, in 2009, I was asking for boldness because I felt nervous, you know, to go out and like lay hands on somebody for healing. And, you know, and sometimes I would shrink back and all this. And I'm telling you, but as you step out and you keep doing it and you keep doing it, you know, God honors you and he asked for boldness. The apostles asked for boldness. Okay, here's some scriptures. In Acts 4.29, just what I'm talking about. The apostles were being threatened, right? They were being threatened. Don't you speak the name of Jesus. Don't you preach God's word, right? Do not preach in the name of Jesus anymore, they told him. And the apostles prayed. And now, Lord, take note of their threats, right? Lord, see their threats against us. And grant that your bondservants, you know, us, may speak your word with all confidence, and then it also says that, you know, by stretching out your hand, our hands, you will do miracle signs and wonders through our hands, right? And the people will know that you are God and we're telling the truth. Dude, I said, dude, do you hear that? That's what we need to do. Ask for boldness. Ask for boldness. Acts 19.8, Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Well, let me tell you. He had to be doing, you know, signs and wonders because, again, it's not enough to just come with words anymore. You've got to come in authority and let the Holy Spirit's power be released through you. Okay, so 2 Corinthians uh, 3.12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold because their hope was in Jesus because they knew that they had the truth in them. They knew that Jesus was going to work through them because he said he would, right? Acts 28, 30 to 31, for, it says, for two whole years, Paul stayed there in his, um, <coughs> excuse me, in his own rented house and welcomed all who came to see him. Check this out. It says, he proclaimed the kingdom of God and taught about the Lord Jesus Christ with all boldness and without hindrance. That's awesome, right? And so God wants you and me to be bold about him. And then he's going to do mighty things through you. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Okay. Oh my gosh. I can't believe the time already. Ah, okay. The third thing is humility. So we've got authority. We've got boldness, right? But humility. Oh, this is so, so, so good. So what is humility? Well, it's the opposite of pride. And what is pride? It's being proud and haughty and like a know-it-all. That's what pride is. If you think you know everything and you're flawless, uh, no, <laughs> no. So remember this, humility brings wisdom. Humility brings wisdom, but pride brings destruction. Mm. Pride brings destruction. And Proverbs 16, 18 says, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before stumbling. Haughty is like, ho, ho, like I know it all. Sit down. Shut up. <laughs> Smack you. No, I'm just kidding. Anyway. All right. Do you know that arguments only come because of pride? Arguments only happen because of pride. And it says so in Proverbs 13, 10. Okay. So you can write that down and check it out later. Proverbs 13, 10. It says that uh, contention, right? Or arguments only come by pride. Mm. Okay. So God wants us to be clothed, put on humility, right? Those who are humble will be exalted, but those who are proud, they're going to fall. They're going to fall, okay? So when we're humble, when you're humble, you can submit to God very easily, 
because you are, and it'll be harder for the enemy to attack you. It really, really will because when you, when the enemy, oh, how do I say this? Okay, when you want to just do things your way and you're set on doing things your way, even though you know God's word says something else, okay, what just came to me was cigarettes and I'm not picking on spoke, smokers, okay? I'm just saying that you know the Holy Spirit's saying, don't do that, it's not good. You're like, no, but I want it, I gotta have it. You bow down to the enemy, you have it. And then it's easy for the enemy to attack you. And it's wreaking havoc on your body. I'm just saying. Promise, I'm not picking on smokers. I'm just... On, I don't even want to label you as a smoker. But those who smoke, how's that? Okay, so... Okay, when you're humble, you'll repent quickly. You will repent quickly. And... Because um, you realize that you need to. Right? That's humility. It's submitting. It's, it's humbling yourself to do things God's way. And God honors that. And you are honoring God when you do that. It's great because you'll be, you know, the first one to say you're sorry. And it doesn't have to be about you. You don't have to have your way all the time. So it's a beautiful thing. Humility is beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, and Matthew 10, 16 says that we're to be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. Right? And it takes wisdom to do this, right? Because Jesus said that he was sending his own. He sends us out into the world among wolves. So, but we've got to be smart and we've got to know people's intentions. That's called, you know, like discerning of spirits is where you recognize spirits, you know, ones who, um, who are for God and ones who are not, you know, and who, you know, who are out to do evil and those who have your best interest at heart. There's a lot of times people are really nice to our faces, but they do not have your best interest at heart. And deep down, you know that. But but you'll never do harm to them. That's what it means to be a wise, right? Wise as a serpent, but gentle as a dove. They can act their crazy way, but you're not going to do them any harm. If anything, you'll try to help them stop being crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or stop being, you know, the way they're being. And help them to see the light so they can come into the kingdom of light. Okay, so we need to go after God. We need to get into his word and, of course, ask for wisdom if you feel that, you know, James 1.5, right? If you lack wisdom, ask and the Lord will give it generously. He loves to pour his wisdom on you. He will give it to you generously without taking it back. That's James 1.5. Okay, um, gosh, we're almost out of time. Okay, um, all right, I'm just going to go on to the next thing, humility. I'm going to give you a few scriptures about humility. Proverbs 11:12. when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. There it is right there. That's Proverbs 11:2. And then Proverbs 15:33. wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor. That's awesome, right? So when you're humble... Honor comes next. That's because you're honoring the Lord. And the Lord says, I will honor those who honor me. Mm. Proverbs 18, 12. Before downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility, oh wait, comes before honor. That's another scripture about humility and then honor. That's awesome. So there are more that I could read here, but I'm going to go on to the last thing because we're just about out of time. So the fourth thing is abiding 
abiding in Christ, abiding in him, living in him and letting him live in you and through you, abiding, living in him, not just in our own, you know, five senses, but living by the spirit, living, you know, according to being led by the Holy Spirit, you know, paying attention to the I shoulds and the I shouldn'ts, right? Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of the stranger they will not follow. So when you follow the voice of the stranger, you get bitten by the enemy. You get bitten. You know that the enemy is always there waiting for you with a trap, whether it's a trap of offense towards someone because they said something. Let me tell you something. Anytime that you're doing something amazing, there's going to be haters out there. There's going to be people that are going to slander and say untruths about you. Listen to me, please. Do what Jesus would do. Take the high road. Don't acknowledge naysayers and haters. Don't even acknowledge them. Just live so that the people who are listening to them, they're just going to hear, rah, 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 rah. eventually, if they keep doing that, because that's their nature to do that, those people eventually they're going to be watching you again. They're going to, they're going to be like, Hmm, you know, they're slandering them, but why they might even drive curiosity to find out more about what you're about. Stay the course, stay with Jesus. And then who can say anything bad about you? And, and it's not going to be true. So who cares? Right? I'm serious. Persecution will come, right? Persecution is going to come if you're doing something for the, for the kingdom of God. It's going to come. You know, I had someone say about me, demons wear makeup. <laughs> I still, that one, whew, I was like, mm, okay, whatever. You know what I mean? I know the truth, you know, and so there's just some people out there, they'll comment, they'll say things and you're just like, whoa, now that's totally a spirit of antichrist. Because as a, a body of believers, we need to be edifying those who are doing something in the kingdom of God and doing, you know, speaking the truth of God's word. And listen, if you don't agree with something someone is saying, don't be quick to slander them and say false prophet, you know, and that kind of stuff. What you could do is maybe send them a message and say, have you ever considered this or what are your thoughts on that? And if you don't agree with them, leave them alone because the Lord is the one who is responsible for, for separating the, sheep's from, you know, the sheep from the goats. Okay, if you've got a loved one that you see is going off on a path and, or they're listening to preaching that's not proper, take them aside privately. You don't need to slander anybody. God will take care of that. Okay, but just help them to go in the right direction. Okay. We are totally out of time tonight, and I really just didn't even have time to to keep going with this. Um, you know what? I might pick this up next week. So um, I hope that you've found this really valuable tonight. Um, but there is more to share on this. So you know what? I, I think I will pick this up next week and just continue on. Um, yeah, separating the wheat and the tares. Yes, Cynthia, so right. And so um, I just want to say that if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, right? I know I sound like Joel Osteen, but it's the truth. I can't end the broadcast without doing that. And so, boy, I did have much more to share, but uh, we're just gonna, I'm respectful of time. This is a 30 minute show uh, broadcast. So if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, just pray the simple prayer with me and mean it with your whole heart because God knows if you mean it. And then um, 
yeah, this is the beginning of everything. And then the Holy Spirit's going to come in, seal you, and you're going to become a brand new creation. Okay? So here's a simple prayer. Just pray, Lord Jesus, say, I am a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross and paid for my sins forever. And I believe that God the Father raised you again on the third day. I know you are alive now today and you live forever. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart now. Change my life forever. Teach me your ways. I ask you to be my Lord and Savior. And Lord Jesus, I also ask you to baptize me with your Holy Spirit and fire. In your holy name I pray, Lord. Amen and amen. And I would say, welcome to the family of God. And so, yes, I just saw the, the message where someone asked, would you please pray for us for boldness? So absolutely I will. So Heavenly Father, for the viewer watching right now, Lord, and for, for those who will watch the replay, Lord, those under the sound of my voice, Father, in Jesus' name, I just pray your authority and your boldness, Lord, to be deposited into them, Lord God. Father, I I pray in Jesus' name, Lord, teach them your ways and let them, Lord, I pray that you would give them words of knowledge, words of wisdom, that the spirit of discernment, Lord God, to recognize the spirits, Lord God. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray boldness, boldness, Lord, and as they step out, Lord, that you would be, that you would con confirm your, your signs working through them, Lord, miracles, signs, wonders, healings, Lord God, that the body of Christ would be strengthened, Lord God. And that everywhere they go, Lord, that, that it will be theirs, Lord, that you will be just working in them and through them, Lord. I pray that you would strengthen them, Lord. Father, I thank you right now and I pray that you would strengthen each other you in the body of Christ. So I want to thank you so much for, for tuning in tonight. I pray that you will share this on your page or your profile, you know, tag your friends, let it be a blessing to others. Help me to advance the kingdom of God. You know, I always say this, but it costs money to, um, to boost um, the posts so that I can reach more people. So, you know, I just, anything that you can do to help, um, just, I would greatly appreciate it. So I just love you. I bless you. Thank you for being here. And thank you for being a blessing in the body of Christ. And I call you blessed in Jesus mighty name. And I will see you again really soon. Have a great rest of your night. All right. God bless you. Bye-bye now.